Welcome to New Teacher Center's COVID-19 Resource and Community Support Series. In today's episode, Kristen Wendell will share with us some learnings from instructional leaders across the country. Hello, and welcome to our conversations about leveraging instructional leaders for virtual success. I'm Kristen Wendell with the New Teacher Center, and today I'm speaking with Roberto Ramirez, Head of School, and Maya Bennett, Director of Student Affairs at Basis Baton Rouge in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I am so glad to be speaking with both of you today. Thank you for having us, Crystal. It's our pleasure to be here, thank you. The purpose of this conversation is to give school and district leaders an opportunity to hear voices straight from the field. Other leaders who are doing the hard work of meeting student and educator needs during these challenging times. So let's get right to it. Can you all start by telling me a little bit about yourself and your school? Sure. Um, my name is Roberto Ramirez. Like you said, I'm the head of the school at Basis Baton Rouge. This is my second year as a head of a school here in Baton Rouge. Hi, yes. And like you said, Kristen, my name is Maya Bennett and I'm the Director of Student Affairs here at Basis Baton Rouge. So Roberto, can you tell us a little bit about your school? We are currently a K-5 school. We have about 530 students. And so what does teaching and learning currently look like for your students and teachers? You know, we, we heard on March 13, the, the school was gonna close uh, for about a month. And we knew right away that the, although the students and teachers couldn't be in the, in the building, learning couldn't stop. So very quickly, we, um, with the support of our network, we have schools in Arizona, Texas, Washington, DC. So with their guidance also, um, we, we got together as a group and identified the platform that we were gonna use to offer distance learning. Yeah, teaching and learning looks very different these days. It's taking place um, in a virtual platform. We're actually using Microsoft Teams, and so our teachers are creating learning experiences that can be accessed um, digitally as well as paper-based. We sustained um, a packet pickup as long as we could safely do so, and our teachers have been incredible at figuring out how to streamline that process, minimize paper, and really make everything um, readily accessible online. We've, we've been able to continue our grade level meetings, our faculty meetings, our staff meetings, and in response to the feedback that we've received from our community, um, both in the building and outside of the building, we've built in a couple of additional pieces, um, like a virtual lunch break, a time for our um, school team to come together and just connect, because that is so important during um, times of isolation. So if I'm one of those students receiving the one-on-one tutoring, how often am I engaging with my teacher? So our teachers um, are reaching out to our students at least once a week. And have you all been able to track the percentage of students who are engaged in the online learning? I believe it was above 90% for this, the students that they have internet and, and uh, device access at home. We send surveys every week to find out how they were doing not just academically, but socially and emotionally. Fortunately, we're able to get 100% response from those surveys. And can you share how you're leveraging social media? We were fortunate enough to um, host our first Facebook Live um, session right before the school closure in preparation for our state testing. And we had 
tremendous engagement during um, that Facebook Live session. Almost as soon as we found out about the closure, we knew we had to go live again. And we did so and continued to do so um, every morning at about 9 a.m. to preserve our morning announcements, the Pledge of Allegiance, the moment of silence. We sent out a send-off video for spring break to our families via Facebook. And um, that video received like nearly 4,000 views and we're, we were blown away because we only have um, about 530 students. We implemented something fun too on Fridays, which is Fun Friday. So we have a little dance party as a part of our videos and the students love it and they reach out to us. They send pictures, they send videos and it's really a nice back and forth. We also created a spirit week where we had a dress up day and we encourage families to send pictures so we can post them. That is a really powerful way of connecting and continuing and sustaining community and thinking about you know using technology that we don't often go straight to for for school and and how useful that's been that's great to hear see maya can you talk a little bit more about how you all are leveraging relationships so in terms of communication and connection during this time of the school closure we've become so much more intentional in the way that we um, reach out to one another we've been really thoughtful in making sure that we're managing our communication in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming i think we've been really responsive to our survey data we need to be mindful of communication preferences within our community and making sure that we aren't reaching out to them in a way um, that that creates anxiety but in a way that provides the calm and the assurance that we we hope to inspire with. Additionally, I think preserving the um, check-ins that were in place in the building in the digital space is huge. We have a lot of different ways to get in touch with folks and families from calls and texts to Parent Square, um, Facebook, of course, email. We are making every effort to ensure that everyone's accounted for and and we believe and have achieved 100%. We know it's possible and that's what we aspire to in terms of checking in with our families and our teachers. Can you talk about how you're supporting teacher needs or teacher growth at this time? It's really been remarkable to see the level of collaboration and connection actually increase. The admin team at full is able to engage in and with every single grade level team and provide really helpful insight and answer any questions that they have. I think it's been so cool to see the flexibility of our teachers to so quickly take their courses and translate them for consumption in a completely different format. Well said, Maya. <laughs> we are more back to basics. We want kids to, to learn how to think. We are not kind of like the Everybody, every, every kid has a, a tablet and that's the, the way that they learn. We are more like annotated in a book and showing your work in a piece of paper. But to me, thinking about that, it was incredible to see how quickly we adapted and even faster than other schools around us. They actually have the one-on-one -on -one device per student ratio. That's such a good point. And the only thing I'll add, because I think it's so important to talk about challenges too, um, during this time of social distancing, um, we had a meeting with a parent yesterday, a promotion in jeopardy meeting, and unfortunately the parent didn't show up. And, and you have to think um, about all of the reasons why, all of the possible scenarios, what are the barriers, um, why 
wouldn't a parent show up? And so instead of taking a position of defensiveness, um, we simply reached out to that parent one-on-one via text to check in and nothing else, right? Just to make sure that they were doing okay. And it opened up a conversation and an opportunity to really have dialogue about student progress and learning and what's best for your kiddo. I think like personal connection is everything. Our faculty meeting last Friday, um, in preparation for these family meetings, we talked about the importance of having your camera on and making sure that you address folks by name and leading with all of the positive things first and just making sure that in everything you're do, you're, you're constantly working on building that rapport. Can you talk a little bit more about the factors you're weighing when you're considering students who may not be progressing to the next grade level? Excellent. Roberto, I think you'd be great to talk about the no harm policy. Okay. <laughs> Currently, we are basing any decision, and, and it all is in partnership with parents, because we're an elementary school. So all of the all decisions are being based in all the progress that we saw until March. So we, are, we have decided as a school not penalizing any student for that they're, they're, they're not in the building. I don't think this year the number will increase uh, or decrease from last year. I think we'll see the very similar number of retentions that we had uh, last year when the students were, were in, the, in the building in comparison to, to this end of the school year. But just uh, to touch about the no harm policy, there's a network we decided to establish. So what we're doing is if the grade the kids receive, we have five grading periods. Uh, we were able to complete four at, at, in the building. So if the students uh, grade for the last grading period of school doesn't help the overall grade of the student throughout the school year, we are not gonna incorporate that grade as an overall grade. More than ever uh, with distance learning is very apparent the differentiation is key. So if before, as educators, we, we knew that it was very important to differentiate in our classrooms, now that the kids are in each of them in their homes, it's so clear for us. The differentiation and flexibility is so important. So Roberto, what does it look like when school returns to the school building? We are exploring the scenario of everything goes back to normal, kids come back, what are the safety mechanisms that we can incorporate in a regular school day? Is it going to be disinfecting more classrooms, washing hands more often, having kids uh, eat lunch at a separate spaces so they're not so close to each other? Or is it going to be a blended where we have a partial number of kids coming in and rotate a schedule? Um, or is it going to be remotely again? I think as we imagine what school will look like when we return, we kind of have to think about what's possible beyond what we know. And if we don't return to the building better, then I think we will have missed a really significant opportunity because um, we've had the gift of time and reflection and reevaluation. And there have been so many incredible gems that we have picked up during this time. I'm hoping that our return will be a gentle one, ideally gradual in phases, and one that is really considerate of this huge disruption in our children's lives. Can you share one of those gems you're taking forward? <laughs> My favorite discovery during distance learning has been Immersive Reader, which is a feature within Microsoft Teams that translates any text into, I think, upwards of 40 or 50, maybe even 80 different languages. So Maya, what's keeping you up at night right now? The one that is most applicable to this conversation is just 
the long-term implications of this global pandemic on our most vulnerable populations. I'm worried about the things that my students won't tell me and I won't detect that happened to them during this time that I can't see them in person every day. And I'm just hoping and, and wondering if this, if this school closure will have a lifelong impact on some of my students. Roberto, what about you? Am I doing enough? You know, like, and I'm being present for all the teachers that need me, for all my team, uh, and I'm giving everybody the answers they need and the guidance they, they need during this time. Um, because I don't want to not be there for anyone who needs me. The other one is like, what is going to happen? I, I'm, I'm a problem solver by nature. So I need, I need kind of like the problem and I can find the answer. But this is so unknown and uncertain that it's hard for me to plan uh, uh, a trajectory of what we're going to do the next week, the next month. So you both named some really big things, right? So school leadership is hard every day. And then you put it, you know, the role of a school leader into a global pandemic, and it's just that much more difficult. So can you share with us something that keeps you going, something that has brought you some inspiration? Watching our teachers adapt and respond to really challenging circumstances with innovation and creativity beyond belief. I do believe that this pandemic will usher in a new era of learning and connection. And I think that it has torn down some doors of separation that will allow for an enhanced degree of collaboration globally. Our kids, they adapted to a new way of learning or teachers to a, to a new way of teaching. I always consider probably the most important job I have is to choose my, my colleagues and teammates. And I'm, I'm so rewarded that, that, I, that, I, that I chose right. It's very reinforcing of what you all are doing and what you're focusing on to hear about the commitment to students, the, your commitment to your families is coming through loud and clear, the way in which you're considering your communities and how you are a part of that. I think it's, it's um, inspiring to think about what you all are doing for your students and with your families. And I really appreciate you sharing it. We're a school for, for everyone, right? And, and that, that hasn't changed. We, we want families to know that we believe that every kid can achieve the high levels of expectations and academics that we have for everyone. I second that for sure. Um, BASIS is a very special place to learn and grow, and I think it brings out the very best in people because it is a very rigorous and demanding environment, but it forces you to get better. Maya Roberto, thank you so much for spending the afternoon with me. I really appreciate your insights and you being open and transparent while what's happening for students and families and teachers at your school. I know other leaders will also appreciate learning from you and we wish you the best as you continue this journey. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Here at New Teacher Center, we work to disrupt the predictability of educational inequities for systemically underserved students by accelerating educator effectiveness. We're here to support you through this challenging and unprecedented season. Please visit www.newteachercenter.org COVID-19 for additional resources, communities of practice, and webinars to support you through this season. Be well.